Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in bed her. Oh, aren't we? Was it good? Yes. It worked. Mm-hmm. They're First about one to see. Of the year. They're going to be like, oh, that get really it. worked. Get it. it worked so well. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co host, Joy. And uh, I have an email. Oh, yes. I have an email that <clears throat> I wanted to read to you from a listener who I won't name because she didn't ask for this. Right. <laughs> she didn't ask for this. But uh, this is hilarious. Hi, Summer. I've been listening to the podcast for a few years after my friends suggested it to me. Thanks, friends. And I really appreciate all you guys do to produce it. I'm writing to tell you. Sign up on Patreon. I'm writing to tell you a story from my cooking today. That I thought you'd both find hilarious. I got back from travel. <laughs> I just can't wait to see your reaction. I want your reaction. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I got back from traveling to see family yesterday. So I had no fresh food in the house as I haven't gone on a real grocery trip since Christmas. And today I was making food with leftovers I had because I didn't want to go to the store. I looked through my pantry and basically all I had was rice, a can of beans and some corn tortillas. So obviously I decided to make bean tacos with a side of rice. I ate one and it turned out great, but I had the thought, man, this would be really good with some cheese. But of course, I didn't have any cheese as I haven't been to the store for real groceries in the past two weeks. So I opened the fridge to see what I can do. This is crazy and sounds fake to me, but I want to know if you knew this. Okay. For some background, this morning, two friends of mine who live overseas came over. I made them comfort food, biscuits and gravy. I had bought milk in a quick shopping trip out. Girl, you said you didn't go to the grocery store. (laughs) Now I'm like really like this liar. <laughs> I just think she knows more than I do about life is where I'm going with this. Um, so on a quick shopping trip out for the gravy supplies this morning, but I had actually run out while making the gravy and I had supplemented with powdered milk. Not only can she go out for a quick shopping trip, she has powdered milk on hand, which makes me feel like she's a real adult and I'm not. Wow. Who has powdered milk on hand? Okay. Oh, well, Here's the next line. I keep powdered milk on hand (laughs) for baking because I'm lactose intolerant and therefore uh, don't drink milk fast enough to warrant buying it. It just goes bad. So I open the fridge and I see the picture of leftover formerly powdered milk. Now, I had also lived overseas in a country with almost no cheese in the grocery stores. And so I was very well versed in the cheese making process. Who is this person? Who is well versed? Are you well versed in the cheese making process? I do know how to make cheese. What? But it would be my... I would I haven't made a lot of cheese and I okay. haven't made the type of cheese I would imagine I've made cheese once ricotta cheese which I don't okay. That's I like would different. I wouldn't really pick that for my bean tacos but <laughs> for sure no so this girl's so ahead of us she's telling us. me like I lived overseas I know how to make cheese I have no idea where this is going and she says I'm sure you already know exactly where this is going so if for some reason you ever wanted to know powdered milk will form curds if boiled and given a vinegar. Okay, interesting. This was a shock to me. 
So if for some reason... Uh, yeah, oh, I think I would wonder if powdered milk would produce... It does not. Okay. Now everybody knows from our friend. All right. She says, this was a shock to me. However, it was not the level of shock I got when I tasted it. Because it made the most vile cheese-like substance known to man. It was like rubber with dairy extract, a milk-flavored taffy. I could even have used it as a bouncy ball. I would not have let my dog eat it. So if you're ever too tired to go to the store and want cheese. What? (laughs) I just love that phrase. Powdered milk is not the answer. I would not have even known milk was the answer. I didn't. I thought here I am living my life thinking cheese is a a multiple years long process. Anyway, some. I mean, some of it's aged for quite a while. Some of it takes longer than others, but some of it's relatively fast. What is relatively fast? What does that mean? Quick in an afternoon. In an afternoon, Mm -hmm. you can make cheese. Yeah. She says she finishes. (laughs) I can never untaste what I created. I hope you get a good laugh from my mistake. I did. Your sister in Christ. Again, not going to tell you her name because she did not ask for this. (laughs) So anyway. Cheese lady. (laughs) Cheese um, gal. Wow. Even though she failed to make cheese, I actually was just consistently impressed the whole time that I read the email. That she even knew how to attempt to make the bad cheese. She's like, She's like, I'm tired. I had a long trip, but I hosted people and made biscuits and gravy and made right. it to the store anyway and tried to make cheese. And I'm like, that good, good on you. Yeah. Dear listener. <laughs> but I loved, I really loved the, what at this, at the point in the story where she said, I'm sure you know where this is going. It really hit me hard because I had no idea <laughs> where it was going. Like, I, mm, no, I'm, I I'm here have, for the ride. I had less of an idea. I'm like wondering if there's some kind of depression era <laughs> powdered milk. <laughs> yeah. Like cheese. <laughs> substance we should google it i powdered milk cheese i'm looking it up right now Ooh, there's a cheese sauce okay sauce i could i don't i mean i'd at that point i'd say you just have to go buy cheese go buy but, cheese i had no idea i'm i'm still just working on getting my sourdough down i don't need to venture into cheeses to make cheese from powdered milk americansurvivalist.com you know, speaking of, um, I've been watching Alone, which uh-huh. is not something I ever imagined myself doing, right. but Eric likes to watch it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, you know, this could be something dumb. We're so tired at the end of the day. Right. This could be something dumb when we're just laying here. Neither one of us has any energy. Well, and you get into it, you yeah. become invested in the character. And in later seasons, like some of the original... Oh, players come, come back. back and, like try yes, again that's right. Or... That's right. Um, there was a lady from a previous season, but anyway, it's been what I've learned is that if I had to survive in the wilderness, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I would go nuts. I would, uh, I would go die. absolutely nuts. Um, not just uh, even if I somehow managed to feed myself and not succumb yeah. to the elements. Um, which I do just because of my husband. I think I have a little head start, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. claim Mm-mm. I could make it. But um it Oh, for people don't that don't know, the show is Oh yeah. 
10 people get dropped off by themselves to a spot in mm-hmm. the woods and whoever lives the longest by themselves and they in have the like wilderness. a certain amount of tools and certain things are allowed to yeah, bring wins yeah whoever um, survives <clears throat> a, the longest alone well and who so the thing wins. is is whoever makes whoever makes it past the first few weeks or the first two weeks even yeah generally they're good okay and what makes them okay tap out is, is the that loneliness. they don't want to be alone yeah because it really will drive you Insane. i mean and that's i think it's one of those things that we're like yeah no i know what it's like to be alone it's like nope no we do not we do not know what it's like to be alone no um i mean we live in a large city uh my husband has spent two weeks by himself completely mm-hmm. alone and he's like, yep, that's about the time it takes for you to think about everything. <laughs> everything that's ever happened to you and that ever will happen you to you when you're completely by yourself. In two weeks. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. He's like, yep, you are you will not be the same again. And yeah. that's just two weeks. Yeah. My husband's watched the show before, so he's commentating as mm-hmm. we're going. And he's whenever the there's a contestant that is just always talking about their family just yeah. family he's like, like this person's know. not gonna make it this person's yep. not gonna make it it's day eight or the only other thing that they that they uh tap out for is um they have for those of you who haven't ever watched it they do have like weekly a team that goes out and makes contact with each contestant and does like a, a health, health check. check yeah so that's the only other thing is that gets people out usually within those first two weeks people make like mistakes or they just realize like I'm not as good at catching food as I thought. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and they just can't make yeah. it. But if you make it past that first little bit, usually you're pretty good, you're pretty but good. it's just a matter of it becomes the mental uh, game after right. that or just not you really are just you've lost way too much weight. One guy um I think he went back on again in a later season. One guy had stored up a bunch of food. He was so committed to being out there for so long but then got kicked off in a health check no because he why? had lost too much weight because he was like storing food when he Come but like not on. eating enough of it yeah i don't like that and it's just i don't know it just really makes you think one guy um catches a moose but then the other animals come and eat all the <gasps> fat no so then a moose obviously gives you an enormous amount of meat but what a lot of people who just buy their food at the grocery store don't realize is that if you have all protein and no fat you can't actually like yeah there's like really no amount of meat you could eat that's gonna keep you keep your weight on yeah yeah so and that's what animals want like all the other they'll leave the meat all the meat and they want the The fat the fat they'll pick it dry I'm super impressed. I'm just, I'm watching these people. Yeah, whatever. I'm watching these people build their like shelters and it's super impressive. And this one chick dug a pit house. So like half of her Mm -hmm. house is underground. She dug it with her hands. And like, if you talk to her, I mean, she's the nerdiest. She's like, I'm one of the few experts in stone age civilization yeah i know who you're da, i know that da, lady da, da, da. You're talking about. and i'm just like she seems really flighty and like you would think she's just like this nerd peach right. doctorate nerd which she is mm-hmm. but also yeah it was really impressive yeah. and i just or they're like it's like i'm i decided i'm gonna build a canoe today yeah <laughs> and then they just like build a canoe what? and you're like this is like a powdered milk into cheese situation. One hundred percent. Like okay, so like, wood gets turned into a you boat. You turn it into a boat. 
the guy's building it and he's like, I've never built a boat before. Right. And I'm just like, what? like you're doing really well. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> this one guy sitting in front of the camera and he's all bored. He's talking about how bored he is. And behind him is a structure that looks like a log cabin that is so fancy. It even has a door yeah. on it with like the... Well, that's the thing is you just have like, so what? much time. <laughs> like you have so much time on your hands. There's nothing to do except for obviously get food, food and, and water shelter. and shelter. And if it's like raining, you can't do any... You can't go hunting. You can't like... So you just sit. Oh, that sounds horrible. You do so much sitting and so much thinking... That that's terrible. I really think I really think it would just drive me insane. Insane. My brain. Yeah, I wouldn't. Especially at night. Oh, I've wondered about that too. But you know what I thought is that they when sometimes they'll show stuff that's happening at night, it'll be like seven forty five PM mm-hmm. and it's pitch black. Yes, yes. So the contestant is sleeping. Yeah. And my thought has been like, Man, isn't that that's probably what, what I should be doing at seven forty five. PM. That's like, probably wow. what what I. Sh- that's probably what we all should be doing. Like when it starts to get dark. But we have lights, right? So we don't. We have, we have special blue lights that we just stare <laughs> just like at wire and we us, just like click. Yeah, maybe maybe that's my problem. Anyway, and <laughs> we're all really afraid of bears, but <laughs> not any of the harmful effects of holding a cell phone three inches from your face <laughs> for six hours a day. <laughs> We're very evolved, as you can see. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you can leave us a voicemail. 470-465-0475. It's the new year. It's 2023. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash theologians or at our website. Um, some people prefer that, and that's fine True. and appreciated. Um, and you can join book club, which will give you all the information about when we have all the information, but we're going to be, I was going to say adjourning. Not, that's not the word. <laughs> I'm tired. Re- Rejourning. <laughs> Rejoining. Regrouping. I know what word you, yeah, I think maybe it was like a mixture of a few. <sighs> Re, what I what did... do you do with like a court when a court reconvene? Arch- reconvene. There we there go. There we go. <laughs> Everyone out there is like, wow. I don't know. I was like imagining. I don't know like, if I should support the show. Like, I don't know. I was trying to like <laughs> the hit gavel, a gavel on the table, and hoping it would come to me. Our book club will be reconvening <laughs> shortly. Look out for all that information. We meet at Patreon.com/slash/theologians. And yeah, I feel like 2023 is going to kind of, we've been through many, many seasons of Sheologians. Phases. And this is just, I, I, I feel like it's this like is the first the year, side. this is the first year that we've been like, hmm, we'll figure out what book we're doing next. Yeah. Eventually. We'll see it. We'll see Usually it Usually we're know. like, we will know, we know December 1st what the first book of the year is going to be. We not do not know. We want you to come along for the ride. Come be surprised with us. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll make sure you can buy the book. <laughs> yeah. Some of some of you guys we know. It takes a little while. One of it we yeah. did um the last book that we did it was the last meeting day. Yeah. And someone was like, "I just got my book this week." No. <laughs> uh, oh. 
That's horrible. So, you know. We'll but get, she we'll still came. She yeah, still came. She still had a good time. Way to go. Oh, that's horrible. Okay. All right. Well, um, I really wanted to kick off the new year with a bang. <laughs> yeah, I like how we had this conversation about how we were just like, go with the flow, very casual. <laughs> and we're like, now for today's topic. Enough of that. <laughs> I would like to stop going with the flow real quick, actually, and do the complete opposite. <laughs> Anyone have any toes they would like stepped on? <laughs> We're looking Present for them toes. now. <laughs> Give me all your toes. My life is so full of toes. We just, my house is so obsessed with Ransom's feet. Yeah. All of us are yeah. obsessed with his feet. He's really such a cute little. He's just. He's got a very good like roundness to him. He does. And cloth diapers just make their little booty just so like paddable. So cute. His toes are I've been I was waiting for those toes. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, they, they have delivered. Disappoint. Those toes have <laughs> delivered. I took three pictures of them today alone. <laughs> Every day when I put him down for a nap, he's so cute. I take mm-hmm. a picture and I send it to my husband and he's like, Wouldn't it be funny to like take these for the next seventeen years? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're gonna do. How many? Thousands That's what we all do. Pictures. Are we doing? Are they doing something cute? Take a get picture. The cute thing that I was trying to, that Matthew and I were trying to get footage of, was um, at church on Sunday. Jeff's up uh, um, at the pulpit talking about um, the work that an abortion now is doing in Georgia. So okay, Georgia's like, he's calling me. Oh, he's talking. He's calling me again. He's doing it again. <laughs> she was just like, kept, George. She just kept being like, he did it again. Did you hear? <laughs> it was so cute. We didn't like, we never. That's so sweet. There's those moments where you can't fully ever get the. No. Get it recorded. The yes. full effect. Like, yeah. I know. Just the timing of it or whatever. I know. But it was so cute. She well, was just like, he's calling my name. He's talking about me. I'm going to tell you, you've got about four more years before she fully grasps what's going on because January 7th. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's also. And see, this is yeah. the first. This is the first January uh-huh. that she has understood, like fully right. grasped yeah. that. Well, and this is our legacy as people who are named, who have names that are also mounts, words. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You you have to pass that on yeah, you to do. your children. You do. The next my next child will have to have a monosyllabic name. <laughs> 100%. Because that's another that's another uh a legacy I must pass on. <laughs> just just joy. Joy. That's it. Just joy. <laughs> um okay. So anyway, this is oh, something. Yeah, speaking of toes. Yeah, so this is something I've been thinking about and I hope I can <laughs> explain it well enough i think you can okay um so i was thinking about how i explained it to my husband okay and it made sense yes now that being said you he is a man <laughs> and we're talking to a bunch of women and yeah <laughs> which is kind of the it's kind of a very vital point of the whole topic yeah Okay, so we do this thing. I think 2023 is the year to stop doing this thing. Right. And I, I think it would actually grow us all in so many ways. But um, I, it's time 
to be honest about things that are better than other things and to be okay with that mm-hmm. instead of trying to equalize. We live in an egalitarian age where everybody wants everything. Everything is just as equal as everything else. But we well, all women are so they're so like women are so concerned with like everyone feeling good and accepted, yes. which is not a horrible desire uh in right. general, but we've obviously right. tainted that yes. quite a bit. Yes. So, and here's my thought. And before you get upset, <laughs> let me explain why it bothers me. Um, I, I What you see a lot in public discussions about mom choices, choices you make as a mother, is that... Essentially, every choice is just as good as any other choice. You just have to make it for your family. And there is an el- what's sneaky is that there is an element of truth in that we all are different and we can't expect our, all of our families to function the same. And we're all different. And you and your husband growing your household do have, I think, a mission from the Lord to raise your household as your household. Right. You don't I'm I'm not responsible for making my home look like yours. Right. That's a okay, that And I'm, there are many acceptable differences, many like secondary theological yes. differences, many circumstantial differences that allow for the that diversity of decision making. Diversity is fine. But here's what I was thinking about, which is the the phrase fed is best. This is where it kind of got me on. Not necessarily. Is this, this is not a whole conversation no. about breastfeeding. This is just no. the example that kind of got you thinking, thinking about it. Yeah. Fed is best. It doesn't matter as long as your baby. It doesn't matter how you feed your baby as long as you feed your baby. And what made me pause at that was just that it's just not true because no one is saying it's better to if I can't breastfeed my baby then my baby should starve right like that's not the position that anybody you're not actually responding to what's being said if you're saying well at least I don't starve my baby to death you're you're actually not in the conversation you're responding to the feelings of the person that that want that that Potentially feels shame over not breastfeeding, right? Or right uh, that now, just chose not to. While while I, it is not not this. If you cannot breastfeed, if this is a decision that you've made, that is nothing you should feel shame over. But you also, if you're feeling sad about it, you don't get to then entreat everyone to come lie with you that formula and breast milk are the, the same. same. Right. Because they're not. We can we know scientifically that what is in breast milk is better. That's why people feel sad about not being able to do right. it. And here's the thing is <clears throat> I think people just don't want to ever have to feel sad. Right. About something. We do. There's a mixture of a lot of things happening in this conversation. Yeah. I do think a part of it and I'm sure we'll I'll I'll circle back again. (laughs) But there is sort of an entitlement to not having to live in a sinful world. A part of it is just that we don't always get to pick best. 
best is not always what we get. Right. They're the very best circumstance for a family objectively is for a man and a woman who have never been with anyone else to get together and be together and have kids and that's have healthy kids they, and all, all the kids have one mom and one dad and he never loses his job and no one ever gets cancer right. and you know the list goes on right um but yeah i think in that scenario what we have in the conversation is that because because we know that breast milk is a better food than formula um what we've done in this conversation, because we don't want anyone to feel sad or feel bad. Right. Um, is we've, we've decided to ignore the fact that breast milk is better in order to protect feelings, right? which is not the right thing to do. And sometimes I think, you know, my husband has helped me think through this issue in particular, which is that sometimes when something is sad, it's actually like you should be sad about it. Like, but our culture, what we want to do is just, no, no, no. Here's 10 things we can tell ourselves so we don't have to feel sad about this thing. But it's like, no, what you should do is appropriately recognize the situation for what it is, grieve it if you need to grieve it, and then move on. And just say, like, we may have not picked the best option, and that was fine. There doesn't need to be like this right. heaping shame right. and then you turn around and project that onto other people. And it's like, well, if you right. even bring it up, I feel shame. Right. And that, see, and that's the thing is it's the, the what's really happening here is that um, there is a problem. It's not that there's no pr- like error happening, but you're asking the the problem needs to be addressed within yourself and you're asking for it to be addressed externally. Yes. For other people to address it for right. you. You make me feel better about this thing. Right. Which, and some sometimes this thing, so not being able to breastfeed, it's not a moral issue. Like, it's not right. like, it's like I, if you wanted to and then you couldn't, that is not a moral judgment upon you. And if you decide to feel guilty about that, that's something you need to deal with. Right. Um, instead of, well, formula is just as good. Well, it's not, but you know what? You're taking care of your, you live in a fallen world. And what a blessing formula is yeah. when breast milk is not when breast milk is not available it's a blessing and it's something we should appropriately be thankful for while also acknowledging reality um think about it if you it's kind of the, the same conversation when we talk about bible reading and like staying in the word is it's like a lot of times what i'll hear from people is like yeah you know i don't read regularly but you know, and then here's this conversation about how I can actually feel better about uh, better about that. And yeah. it's like, well, okay, okay, let's say you didn't make the best decision for the last month and you haven't been in the word. The answer isn't to just throw out your Bible reading plan and this isn't going to be a regular part of my life because I can't, just can't do it. Um, no, the answer is to ch- you didn't choose what was best for the past month, but you can choose what's best today in right. that scenario well and i and i think that too that that's um uh, that's an important it's an important point that you can look back on decisions and say you know i made that decision and at the time i thought it was the best and if i could make it now i probably I wouldn't might do make it, it differently yeah um and and yeah you know and that that's that that sounds like a very uh, that's a kind of a light way of putting it, I guess. But for me, a lot of what the this topic 
revolves around is that if you if you want to kill your sin, if you want to recognize sin um, and then attack it, you have to be able to look at your decisions. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to critique your own wisdom, your own discernment, your own mm-hmm. uh, your own actions, and you have to be able to. Um, I mean, a part of like kind of like I was saying, a part of living here on this earth as it is now uh-huh. is that there there is sin mm-hmm. and there is fallenness and there is not always best. And you mm-hmm. aren't you don't get to it's like, OK, so the best would be that you'd get saved when you were three <laughs> and like skip all these sins that you in your teen years, you know, when you were a real rebel in your early 20s <laughs> and when you were in college and all that. And it's it's it is it's not only an entitlement to. Um, like living in a sinless, not fallen world, but it's it's really sort of a rejection mm-hmm. of God's sovereignty and the way that He works things out practically yeah. here in this world, which is that we don't all just arrive the moment we're there, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we all, if you really, if you are looking back on your life mm-hmm. and you don't feel you have any decisions that you can think critically about, you are being delusional. Yeah. Um, and you are potentially asking other people to participate in the delusion by not ever making you feel bad about anything. Now, there are mm-hmm. there are little there are pangs, um, especially so, I mean, some consequences are much heavier yeah. than others. Oh, yeah. Um, but that and that's something that has to be again, you have to, in order to deal with those things internally, you have to be able to look realistically mm-hmm. at your decisions, at your choices and be mm-hmm. able to say that was not best. Yeah. Um, I could have done that better. Right. And yeah, sure. Hindsight is absolutely twenty twenty, But I think we also live in a culture that demands that we do this every day with everything. Right. So even if we are actively failing to make the best decision, we get to tell ourselves, I'm just, right. it's fine. It's not a big deal. Which is, a, it's a total, it's a, it is the absence of any responsibility and responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you're not able, you don't ever have to look critically at yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not as a fallen human being mm-hmm. with a new nature, but living here, you know, like you, you just, mm-hmm. that's not, um, that's not how you grow by never taking responsibility never looking at your actions and decisions and you know so again some of these like examples that we're throwing out are moral sin issues and some of them are not more issues of like just wisdom right um but even those you have to be able to you are going to grow Mm -hmm. uh that's the point Mm -hmm. um and so you should be able to look back at things and say like, oh, man, why did I <laughs> why did I do that? Yeah. Without demanding that everyone else. Yeah. Make you feel better about the less than best yeah. decisions that you made. Well, and I think about the these the two particular, I think, cultural subsets I see this happening in that are majority mostly made up of women would be in like mommy culture and in the body positivity movement mm-hmm. um which what's interesting to me about the body positivity movement if you want to call it that is that um what we're doing is we're lying and saying your health 
is not impacted by your diet choices, which is a lie. And we're saying that um, because people feel bad about making these bad choices and putting themselves in an unhealthy position. And I, I don't see Christians being a part of the body positivity movement so much as I think what women struggle with is just the concept of if I have been treating my body poorly and just consistently making bad choices, uh, I can't be free of that sin until I look a certain way, right? which is not true. So once you've repented, if you are, if you are in sin, don't repent if you're not in sin. You can't repent if you're not in sin. So that's a whole other topic. Right. If you're not, if you're not a glutton, you can't repent of gluttony right but what i'm saying is if you have consistently been making bad choices that has put your health at risk um you don't have to wait until you have lost all the weight or done whatever if you have repented you're free and i think a lot of women don't know how to move forward in that freedom and you also won't repent if you don't look at yourself with the ability to say i'm guilty of the sin of gluttony right so also the first step is <laughs> acknowledging it, <laughs> not lying about it, and then repenting of it. And you get to be free. You don't have to wake up every day like under condemnation because there yeah. is no more condemnation. Right. Um, and what you need to do is walk in repentance. And that will bear fruit in the real physical world. Um, but you just see so much of like... I think just a lot of excuses in this area because there's a lot of guilt. And I just think the guilt is the false belief that you have to look a certain way in order to actually be repentant. And that's not true. Repentance is a posture of the heart that leads to actions. It's repentance. Isn't when I've arrived and I'm fully sanctified. Right. Um, if that I was again fully is, sanctified, I wouldn't have to repent. That again is an external solution. When everyone around me looks at me and knows I'm not guilty of the sin of gluttony, then I'm not guilty. That, right. It's like, it's, I want everyone else to see right. instead of where is your heart before God? Um, and so, and then also just in mommy culture, I think a lot of Christians want, I think well, well-meaning Christians want to say things like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're this kind of family or you're this kind of family and they'll talk about like free range or this or that, or attachment or, and getting on the topic of co-sleeping. And I kind of just want to say like, hold on right there because my worldview doesn't actually allow for neutrality. Right. Um, It does allow for a lot of diversity in how we raise our kids, but there is no neutrality. It's not all just whatever. Yeah. Um, Some of it is the same. Yeah. Some of it is not, though. The distinction that I would make, um, say, on the topic of sleep or whatever, on the topic of co-sleeping or not co-sleeping, my honest answer is I don't care what you do Mm -hmm. because it's not those are not my kids. Right. But. If what you're doing means that your kid never sleeps, right, right. that's not the best. Yeah. But I can right. I can honestly say that's not the best. Op- there is a better option. If what you're doing means no one in your family gets to sleep anymore now that you've had a baby, right, and everyone's miserable, and um, you and your husband never have any time together, and I can actually say whether you're co-sleeping or not co-sleeping, I don't I don't actually care. Right. But you. There is a better option in that scenario. And I don't know what that looks like for your family. And that's not for me to say, but it's just silly that we say things like it doesn't 
matter. And if ultimately the way that you're raising kids means, um, you know, again, you know, you might have uh, food is a big topic in the church Mm -hmm. and can be a very divisive topic for women. And it shouldn't be. Right. But what can we say about food? Well, I can say um, if you're feeding your kids in such a way that they're always hungry, that's probably not best. Mm -hmm. I can say that with a clear conscience. If you're feeding them in such a way that you're training them to become gluttons. Yeah, that's probably not. It's actually not it's not neutral. Yeah. Now it's not for an outsider to say, I don't get to peer into your life and be like, this is how you should do it. But when the topic comes up, I think what a lot of Christians want to say is no, everything is just whatever you want to do and who gets to say. And, um, well, and it's all this hurt feelings prevention. Right. And we, we are the ultimate (laughs) purveyors here of being unoffended. And not that that happens overnight. It takes yeah. some work sometimes to yeah. to become less uh, soft skinned. Um, yeah. Or to even I see that's the thing is I do I think you have the hyper offended individual, mm-hmm. and then you have the hyper offended individual that's offended for this nameless, faceless group of people that might potentially right. exist out there. Right. So those are two those are two culprits here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think you should be standing up for anyone who doesn't exist <laughs> personally. <laughs> um, but also it's just, it kind of create, it, it creates a community where instead of being able to, one another. Right, able, able to talk to one another. And again, you know, we're talking about um, taking an internal inventory and looking at your decisions. A huge part of that mm-hmm. in this life is talking to other people is being sharpened by others Mm -hmm. and having these conversations and going, Oh, you know, that is kind of a good point or yeah, "Yeah, that's a good point, but it actually, but the co-sleeping hasn't affected X, Y, and Z in our family. So we go ahead and do it, you know? And these are all conversations we can have, but they're not conversations we can have if the assumption is that everyone is always going to be offended and have their, their feelings hurt. Um, Generally about, I think, Honestly, and this is said from personal experience, this is not just something I witness <laughs> right. um, or think I see in other people. Um, it's just that that feeling, uh, it's that self-imposed shame mm-hmm. that instead of, instead of acknowledging is self-imposed, yeah. you choose to say, well, other people are making me feel this way. That's why, and that's why I can't. That's why I can't kill it. Also, I have to feel this shame because other because people won't else. stop doing it. Yeah. If it was within me and I can recognize that, then I can start taking steps. I can talk to my husband and say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of really uh, not true feelings <laughs> about this topic um, or saying to your friend, like, do you really do you think that about me or whatever? You know, right. instead, you you have you have created this little padded delusion mm-hmm. where not only is somebody else responsible who isn't responsible, but you're, you're not, not responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that is kind of for me, what ultimately it comes down to mm-hmm. in this conversation is, is not, we feel entitled to live in a sin free world mm-hmm. and therefore we shouldn't have to be responsible right. for anything that we've done or anything, uh, any choices that we've made. Yeah. And that's just not, that's just not real life. No. Um, It just isn't. No. 
And we confuse, I think we confuse that kind of rhetoric for being charitable, but it's actually not charitable to say things that aren't true. That, that's not charity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, well, I'm just trying to be charitable to everybody's choices. And it's like, well, what if, what if your neighbor's choice is to like beat their kids to get them to go to bed at night? Right. Like that's just going to sleep is best is not a good is not a good or true thing. Well, like, <laughs> like that's right. not ha, the how actually does matter. Well, uh, like, or having, <laughs> like, having ten kids again to co- kind of go back to this this example. Having ten kids from one mom and one dad versus having a family with ten kids that have all come from all of blended our blended family is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Is that a great decision to make? <laughs> yes. Is it the best? No. no, but sh- what what kind of harm would you do to the ten kids in that family if you were like it's all the same? Yeah, don't worry matter. about what anyone says. None of this matters. When you make this decision for yourself, it's like no, duh. When you anyone who's in a family like that, yeah, I that's the kind of family I come from, right? Um, except there's eight of us, not ten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and you would just never. My yeah. mom would never ever have told me, right? You know, if you want to do. What our family did, how right. our family looked. Right. You know, that's the same. It's all no. the same. No. She told me. Right. One man. One. One man. One <laughs> right. woman. And it was like, I've, for life. she said it because she had looked at her decisions and she said, I will take responsibility for those. And I acknowledge what is better. And that is what I would want to hand, on, hand off. That's what you want to pass kids. off. Yes. Right. Oh, every which time. is another important component of being able to take responsibility because what you take responsibility for and the sin that you kill in your own life is what you're going to teach your children what you're gonna to pass kill on. Yes. Well, 100%. Yeah. And it's, it, you might be a, having kids, especially when you're talking to them, you're going to hear yourself, hopefully preaching these things to yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just thinking a lot about good, better, best, worse. Um, what are we actually saying when we kind of catch on to these catchphrases um, that are really of the world because they subvert reality and what we're seeing and um, they want to make every decision equal. And, you know, I guess what I've been thinking of is like, in what I, I want to do an inventory of, I'm constantly doing an inventory of, is this good, better, best? Right. Um, is this something that is just a consequence of living in a fallen world and I just have to do the best I can with mm-hmm. it? Or is this something I can be making better decisions about to affect? Um, and I don't ever want to be a part of the group that refuses to say what is true just for the sake of seeming charitable. Um, at the end of the day, it's not charitable. Here's why one reason why it matters is with the Fed is best topic. I think you're going to end up having a lot of women who have no idea who could breastfeed. Right. And have no idea that it's a great choice. Yeah. Despite it being, it is very hard, difficult. I mean, yes. Yep. They, we could be telling a whole generation of young girls, like, don't bother with doing this difficult thing because it's all the same. Right. But it's not. Well, and I do, I think that what you're also, so, so, you know, we obviously we've covered like issues of sin, Mm -hmm. but when you talk about issues of like principles, like what Mm -hmm. are your personal secondary issue convictions? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes 
you like if you're not willing to inventory yourself or to look and take responsibility um you sometimes your convictions more reflect the people around you mm -hmm. than what your convictions actually are mm -hmm. and the reason why you the reason why you did x y or z is because it's actually not your conviction but then you feel bad that it's not your conviction because everyone around you mm -hmm. is there but but you don't you will not come to you you need to be able to um you shouldn't be making important decisions based off of what you think other people might think mm -hmm. um uh, certainly if you're married uh your husband yes but not the other ladies around you um and i and i think it's fair to say that again especially when you're looking back on past decisions mm -hmm. we it's easy to acknowledge that we will all transform and come to a different spot yeah and so it if, but if we're unwilling to look at anything, mm -hmm. we are going to be unwilling to change our convictions, mm -hmm. maybe gearing towards something that is better. Mm -hmm. And we're not going we're we're not going to be likely to just be able to be honest and say, like, look, this is where I'm at. That's not my conviction. Like, I just there yeah. are some things yeah. like. So, well, this is just a personal story, and I'm sure you guys all have feelings about this. Um there was a conversation that I saw about the use of the word gosh. Okay. And my thought was, well, I use that word all the time. But, and I hadn't, I didn't really think about it until I saw this conversation and I saw some compelling arguments. And, and in that moment, while I watched people kind of go back and forward, I was like, I have, like, I have a lot going on and, and this has been a really transforming time for me. And I am like, I know I'm a believer because I'm being sanctified and transformed a lot like mm -hmm. at that time it was like clear <laughs> you <laughs> felt like it going through it you felt it and I was like this is not my con this isn't for another time yeah I'm not just going to be like look I don't care about this because yeah whatever this is for another time and I think it's a it is okay it's not okay to be uh to neglect conviction or principle but it is okay to be like I just I don't know if I have I feelings about this, this right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I feel like I have more thoughts about it since I've had more time, but that's, that's kind of the point is sometimes you're like just trying to absorb the mm -hmm. principles of everyone around you, but you're not, you're, you're missing the opportunity to just say, to be humble mm -hmm. and just say like, I don't have everything figured out. Like I haven't yeah. thought about that. Yeah. And I haven't been convicted by the usage of, like I say, gosh, every day and haven't been um, yeah, like I haven't been convicted of it. It doesn't mean I'm not a believer and it doesn't mean I will never get rid of that word from yeah. my vocabulary. Yeah. It's just there. There's lots of the whole point of this topic is that it requires lots of wisdom, mm -hmm. reflection, mm -hmm. wading through things. And you will not do that if you've created a delusion where everything is fine and everything is the same. Right. You just won't. You won't. No. And I think a lot of the a lot of the time what we are what we are having a hard time facing is just the emotional component. There are decisions that you've made in the past that you probably wish you could change and that's an emotional feeling. And I think that's where it comes back to what you brought up in the beginning, which is the sovereignty of God. We do have to be able to look back in our lives and go, you know what, that was a really bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. For some people, it's like, 
I wasn't saved then. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, would I have even right. made the right decision, the right. best decision? No, never. Like, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. You know? I didn't have a new heart. I didn't right. know any, like, that I loved my sin. That's why I did that. Um, but I think if you listen to older believers, seasoned believers, they will talk about the way that they see God's mercies even in those horrible decisions um because god saved them it right. could be the horrible decision that eventually led them you know um not that i'm defending horrible decisions but i am absolutely interested in defending the sovereignty of god in all of the bad moments the uh bad decisions um he allows trials and sins into our life for a purpose and if you don't believe that um, I don't know how you could escape just being a nihilist, but yeah. um, you have to be able. And, and again, this is the same thing with repenting for things that you might still feel the consequences of. Um, you can be in full repentance for a decision and still be experiencing the consequences and having to be content with the sovereignty of God in that and in the work of living faithfully in repentance and going the opposite direction, even though you're still feeling the consequences. But I mean, we could go on and on. Ultimately my encouragement other than working to be satisfied with the sovereignty of God, even in sinful uh, living in a sinful world, um, living with consequences of your own decisions is that as women, I think we could be a much more potent force for change if we spent so much less time patting our own hair, patting everyone's hair, trying to make everything equal and the same, and just went forward joyfully in spite of decisions we wish were different situations and realities we wish were different, uh, fallen nature that we wish was different. If we could just live joyfully and march forward in spite of those things, we would, I think, just see a huge change in, in our, in our homes and in so many ways in our homes and our churches. Um, we just, I think we spend, and I think the social media has a huge impact on this. I think this is something that the world is very invested in doing because it is an inversion. I think an inversion of truth and a denial of reality, which the world has to do because it denies God. So therefore it denies reality. (laughs) Um, And which is hence the, whatever you feel is what's best. Right. There is no objective standard. So everyone becomes their own standard. Right. um, Which means that there must be some way to reconcile what everyone thinks is best as being best. So that just means let everyone do whatever they want. Right. Um, and that just fo- followed to its furthest logical extent, letting right. everyone do whatever they want, even in the instance of being a mom. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> do not do that. Um, yeah. So I've just got look at this cute picture of Ransom. Oh, man. Wow. What a little twin. Oh, my goodness gracious. Little Danny. Uh, so it's terrible. so funny because I never thought of um I never thought of Janny particularly as looking like you a lot. Like yeah. I see it. Uh-huh. But Clementine's obviously much more of your little yeah. twin. But now with Ransom, yeah. it's kind of bridged 
the it's, gap. Yeah. My dad posted a picture of me the other that day. That too helped. Yeah. Where I saw that. You can see Janie. Yeah. And Just Clem. like, yeah, for sure. And then in Ransom, you can see. Well, and I think too, as the girls get a little older yeah. and more oh mature, goodness. isn't that so funny? That has happened so much this year where I look around at some of the young, like eight, nine, 10, 11s. They're getting too big. And they like, they kind of start standing a little differently (sighs) and they're carrying themselves different. And it's not, I don't know exactly what it is, but you just look at them and you're like, I know, wait a minute. Like you just seem like you got older or something. It's just, it's wonderful. Seriously. And you you know what I'm really enjoying is that the age my kid, my girl, my older two girls are at in particular, all the stuff that was really popular when we were kids like the late 90s and Uh early 2000s are back in yeah so um i get to constantly be like yeah i wore that (laughs) yeah i did that they come to you (laughs) with this cool new thing and you're like not new you know you know those stupid circle hair comb things oh yeah yeah oh why would we bring those back okay first of all whoever brought that back please quit (laughs) It. You mean the little teeth that the like teeth that you like grind sc- into your head? <laughs> you take your you scalp yourself yep. with, yeah, and then push your hair. Right. Yeah, those are back in. It's like how do and, we all kill our hairline? Yeah, I just <laughs> I just about died because my thirteen year old was like, "Have you seen these things? They're like blah." She starts describing it, and I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, I had fifty seven. I had one in every color. I had all the tortoise shell colors. I really, I really did not clips. like those little things, but the butterfly clips, I love. Clementine is at an age now where she wears butterfly clips. She wears black denim. She wears bucket hats, Converse, and sunflower it is cool everything. To see, it's really cool to see what the girls to start to kind of like find their like little. One day, yeah, they just kind of look like. You know, whatever their family puts them in or whatever. And then they just sort of emerge with this little style. And then you start looking around and you see these girls and you're like, oh, she's got great styles. Like, it's I don't know. so wild. Like, I, I love tell it. you're cool. I love it. It's super fun. <laughs> I love that Janie is not quite there yet because she just right. turned seven. She's little. But last night at dinner, she goes, um, why does dad say that we all have to wear makeup and glasses at church? And I was like, whoa. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? She was like, whenever you go to church, you have your glasses and your makeup on. <laughs> like she's starting to like put things together, right. but obviously that hilarious conclusion. Right. I was some, like her perspective might be a little off in some ways. I was like, <laughs> I just really need you to know that your dad has never ever told me <laughs> that I have to have wear, to wear makeup. makeup and glasses. You're like, I do wear the glasses so that I can I see the pastor. See, yeah. <laughs> Would not be able to function without the glasses, but just so you know, <laughs> I don't have to wear makeup <laughs> anyway. Just to look nice. Yeah. Where are we at? Do I'm at your feminist of the I week. I was gonna say, if we uh, have time. if you're new here, which you're you're not, um, we used to be on top of it, and mm-hmm. we would bring a nomination for feminist of the week. And uh, should we bring that back? Yeah, you, I think whenever you know, I have a few that I kind of tucked away. Okay. If you guys we'll think we to... should take it back, drop a pineapple. No, drop an umbrella emoji if you think we should bring it back. Uh, wherever you're, wherever you first saw this, because 
then that'll let me know if I see if I start seeing a bunch of umbrellas, then I'll be like, all right, I need to put this yeah. on my radar. Again. Right. Um, OK, so our feminist of the week, which sometimes the feminist of the week is a notable yeah, someone you've uh, heard of. person yeah. or a website or something like that. Yeah. I've never heard of this, okay. but it was just okay. too good to pass up. I'm ready. CBR.com. Okay. Never heard I of it. I don't know what that even stands for. Headline, Disney's Little Mermaid remake would be wise to honor the story's LGBTQ legacy. What? what? Wait. The Little Mermaid live action remake starring Halle Bailey. I actually didn't know her name. That's a this point. hard name to say. Because you want to say Halle Berry. Right. That's what I was like. I was like, that's not. I was like, I was like, is that Halle Berry? She looks great. I was like, no, it's not her. <laughs> and then it's like, are they related? I'm it's like, sure. no, they have the same first name, not the same last name. I'm sure wherever Halle Berry is, she looks great. But... Oh, yeah. No question about that. <laughs> it says, question is, will the will the 2023 Disney film honor the story's LGBTQIA legacy? <laughs> Um, okay, so oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so blah 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 blah. It's been theorized that Hans Christian Andersen wrote The Little Mermaid while struggling with unrequited no. love for another man, Edvard no. Cullen. No. Uh, also, it's been theorized. No. They claim that it has an LGBTQ legacy, and then they're like, "It's been some the- people." Someone once said, <laughs> "Listen, the links I know. People have to go I know. to." I know. They're like, he must have been gay. He was a writer. (laughs) He wrote all the Disney movies. It's like, no, he did not. Super gay. They like die brutal deaths in a lot of his stories. I'm sorry. No, we've made him gay. We've (laughs) made made the stories stories gay. gay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, no. So um, in this case, his relationship with Colin somewhat resembled the relationship between the mermaid and the prince in the story. I'm, I'm sorry. Dying. No. Oh, anyway, this didn't so happen. gross. So um, yeah, not true. But then this this line is I was like oh, feminist no. of the week of oh, the no. year. Uh, <laughs> we're out. Do we have to quit? Don't drop an umbrella. <laughs> this is it. Um, oh, it does say well the in, in the original dark fable, the mermaid loses her prince to another woman and dies tragically. <laughs> The Disney movie changes the story so that Ariel and Prince Eric live happily ever after. Yeah, you know, most people write stories about unrequited love in their own life where one of them dies. (laughs) Anyway, um, and then they bring up Ursula, like how Ursula is a drag queen. No. What? No. Ursula is a sea witch. No. Um, Uh. Okay, where's the line? They have to work really hard to find the gayness and everything. Uh Uh-huh. It's not fun. Okay. 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 Wait a minute. Okay. 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 Um, I'm excited. Okay. Disney will hardly change the basic composition of the original story since the remakes tend to play this aspect of the process fairly straight. No pun intended. Oh. Most remakes stick to the original's plot points beat for beat. And unless Eric was recast as a woman or Ariel's final transformation goes from female presenting mermaid to male presenting human, the film will probably not be able to overtly tell a queer love story. What? (laughs) 21 year old. 
mentally ill person wrote this. <laughs> I think it should, we should take it one step further and Ariel actually falls in love with a sea kelp and <laughs> decides to become a plant. <laughs> you know, just to fully tell Much more the, the story's queer legacy. Well, I'm really glad. I mean, I, I was like, wow. Okay. So you started out kind of saying like, will they do it? And then they were like, unless these two things happen. One of which is a female mermaid becomes a male human. But the way they said female presenting. I know. I know. Oh, the cringe I know. is beyond. Oh, right. It's like uh, it's Ariel's over. wearing almost no clothes. I don't think she's presenting over female. The top. She is. She's female. Presenting. That <laughs> language makes me want to gag. Yeah. Seriously. Anyway, that statement alone, I was like, well, I have to save this. You have definitely <laughs> given me a challenge for bringing a feminist of the week that seriously. could possibly... <laughs> Although, unfortunately, all I'd have to do is, like, dredge up some humanities courses that have been written right. online. The The moral of the story is that be as brazen with your Christianity and healthy, wholesome <laughs> worldview as that was. <laughs> yes. That's unless, your job. Unless. <laughs> unless every single one of you writes a story called Jesus is King. <laughs> Not a single one of you is a Christian. <laughs> they you know, do. They take it so far. Seriously, we're not. They're we so don't. passionate, and we're like, well, we don't want anyone to feel bad <sighs> about their sin. Quit it. That's very offensive to God. Quit it. You can leave us a voicemail at four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Drop an umbrella. We'll see you next week. See ya. Too loud, no orchestra to stay.